0: Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message.
1: How many of you are glad that we really truly are? I didn't just say it, but we are a New Testament church. We embrace the entirety of the Bible. And listen, everything that I've been teaching you about the Holy Spirit is the truth. Have you, ever, have you ever known folks that just lied for the sake of lying? It's like they didn't even need to lie. They would tell a lie when the truth would do. Come on, somebody. Uh, I think they got a sickness. It's called liabilities. Can I get a witness? But there's no liabilities in this house. I'm telling you the truth about the Holy Spirit. And I've been teaching about the fact that he's our update. Remember, John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send you another comforter, an alos pericleto, someone just like me. And we've been on this journey, and I want to tell you, there's something powerful that happens when you learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. Doors start opening, seasons start shifting, problems start clearing up. And I want to tell you, the more we learn to pray in the Holy Spirit, the clearer things become and the more effective our lives will be. So today, I want to just give you the second part in in the update. Are you ready? All right, we're looking at our point passage in 1 Corinthians 14. Again, you by live stream. Thank you for joining us. We're so honored to have you. It says here, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, But to God. Hmm. How many of you would like to speak to God? For no one understands him. However, watch this now, precious. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. But he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. He helps himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I'm gonna preach the second part of this series called The Update. If you're ready, just slip up your hands if you want all God has for you. Father, today I ask you to bless us. I ask you to anoint us collectively, to be able to hear your word in such a way that it changes us forever. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit. We give you praise. If you love the Lord, Give him a great ovation right now. Especially if you're thankful to be full of the Holy Spirit. Give him a great praise right now. Amen. You can be seated. The Bible says that in the Spirit, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we pray in tongues, we speak mysteries. God, we speak directly to God. Now last Sunday we started the update. And I just wanna tell you, if there's more available in God, I want it. I want everything that God has for me. I want nothing that the devil has designed for me, but I want everything God has for me. Is there anybody here that if God has it for you, do you want it? Anybody want it? Now, I want to be clear about some things right up front. I've heard people saying, I'm just going to do some teaching today and we're going to learn today. But there are some people who never seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they say, Apostle, it's just not my gift. I don't have the gift of tongues. And, And they'll try to describe it in the way that this is why they don't want it or don't desire it because they don't have that gift. But I want you to understand something today and I want us to learn today. The first thing I wanna show you is this, that in order to receive this update, you need to understand the difference between the gift of tongues and the grace for tongues. There's a difference. In 1 Corinthians, we read about the nine gifts of the spirit. And one of those gifts is the uh, the gift of tongues. And, And you say, yeah, and I don't have that gift Uh, apostle that's why I don't speak in tongues but let's be clear about what a gift is the gift of tongues is when someone speaks in an unknown tongue to the body which is a special message from God and must be interpreted. We've had that happen many times here. Somebody will give a message in tongues and then there'll be an interpretation. People that we know, people that we know their life and their lifestyle, they'll give a message in tongues and then there'll be a beautiful interpretation that exhorts and edifies the body. Now, now you may not have the gift of tongues. You, you may not be the person who would give a message in tongues. But listen. Every believer has the grace for tongues. There's, difference, there's a difference between the gift of tongues and the grace for tongues. You say, well, pastor, what does that mean? Apostle, what does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Bible is very clear that you and I as believers should pray in the Spirit. We should pray in the Holy Ghost. And this grace is for every single Solitary believer, doesn't matter what your past is, doesn't matter what you came out of, doesn't matter how jacked up you've been, this is a grace. This is our prayer language given by God. And remember we established last Sunday that the Holy Spirit prays through me when I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the natural with my limited understanding. That means I pray what I know. That means I pray what I perceive. That means I pray what I can see. But when I've done everything that I can do to pray everything that I know, I pray for my children. I pray against attacks that I'm aware of. I pray about issues and circumstances that I'm cognizant of. That's when the Holy Spirit, when I've reached my limit, he says, now move over and let me pray through you in my omniscience. Let me pray what you don't know. Let me address what you don't understand. Let me deal with what you don't comprehend. All knowing, that's what omniscient means, is praying through you. That means everything you're trying to figure out, you're breaking your neck trying to figure it out. The Holy Ghost already knows it. And he ain't just with you, baby. He's deep down inside of you. And when he prays, he prays the mind and the will and the purpose of God. Hallelujah now that's what the bible says in Romans 8 27 and 28 it says he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to what the will of God how many of you want the will of God to manifest in your life how many of you believe it's God's will for you to be healed okay I got 12 of you I said how many of you believe it's God's will for you to be healed how many of you believe it's God's will for you to be blessed? Come on, somebody. Come. I'm, I'm talking about blessed. How many of you know that be, being poor is not necessarily spiritual? Uh, yeah, well, Pastor Raylee, uh, you know, I see you, man. You look like you're doing okay. What happened to that bow? Of po- that you know that bow of poverty? I never took it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Listen, I'm not saying that it's all about stuff and it's all about money, but poverty is a curse. And I break that curse off of you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hunger is a, I declare that you won't be hungry. I declare that your house bills will be paid. I declare that the God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I declare that you are the head and not the tail above and not beneath your blessed going in and blessed coming out. How many of you not gonna take a vow of poverty, but you're gonna pray in the Holy Ghost don't let it be all about stuff, because God doesn't mind you having things. He just doesn't want things to have you. When you pray the mind and the will of God, even when you get in dates when you don't have enough, you depend on God and He supplies. Has he ever done that for anybody in the room? So the Bible says, and we know verse 28, That all things, how many things? All things work together. Now the words work together, it literally in the Greek means made to cooperate. It says all things will cooperate for the good to those who love the Lord and to those who are called according to his purpose. Made to cooperate. God said I'm so big, I'm so all-knowing, I'm so omniscient, I'm so omnipresent that I'll make everything you ever went through work together and cooperate with my plan for your life. Come on. He said it's kind of like a recipe. I'll take the bad stuff, the good stuff, the high stuff, the low stuff, the stuff you thought would kill you, the stuff you thought you couldn't get over, and the best times of your life. He said I'll put it all together and it'll all work out for your good. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But there's some of you in this room, you've been in a fist fight with the enemy. The enemy has assaulted you emotionally. He's come against you financially. You've had failures, issues, accidents and incidents. You've had problems with your family. You've had problems with your children, but you need to let the devil know that when this scenario finishes, everything that I have been through is going to work out for my good and God's glory so I will pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm not gonna pray just what I see. That's why depression cannot hold me. That's why doubt cannot overwhelm me. That's why fear cannot control me because I have the Holy Ghost inside of me and he prays me right in to victory. And all things work together. They cooperate, hallelujah. So everybody doesn't have the gift of tongues, precious, but everybody, every blood-washed person has the grace for it. Grace means it's something we don't even deserve. Grace means you can't earn it. You'll never be good enough for it. It means unmerited, unearned favor. And I don't know about you, but I want to operate in all that God has for me. If you're glad that the grace for tongues and the Holy Spirit indwelling is available for you, would you give God a good praise right now? Would you just thank Him for it? Come on, would you put an amen on that as you clap your hands and just say amen? Now, the second thing I want to show you about receiving this heavenly update is to receive this heavenly update requires you to believe that tongues are scriptural. That means tongues are biblical. And one of the things that we wrestle with in this world that we live in is thinking thinking because of wrong preaching. And you gotta overcome errant and wrong teaching that you have been taught through the years. I feel a burden in my heart about what I'm seeing happening among many within the kingdom and and I'm seeing a real delineation. I'm seeing a real separation take place because there are many preachers now that are standing behind the pulpits and they're standing on the stages of America, but they do not have a biblical worldview. They, they may have a Republican worldview or a Democrat worldview or an independent worldview. Come on, somebody. They may have a Hollywood worldview. They, they, they may have a different mindset, but they don't see things like the Bible sees things and I'm telling you that I believe the Bible is absolutely completely and 100% true I live my life on the Bible I'm going to preach this Bible if you get agitated with me if you get mad you can get glad come on somebody I would not want to sit under any ministry that did not believe the totality of the Bible. We don't need half truths. We need all truth. How many of you are glad that at Calvary we may not be a perfect church because if we were perfect, I couldn't have got in. (laughs) But how many of you are glad that today you're in a house that we believe the entirety of the Bible? Come on, if you believe from Genesis to Revelations, My my granddaddy used to say, from generations to resolutions. If you believe it from Genesis to Revelations, open up your mouth and give God praise right now. I believe it all. Not not the parts that I'm just comfortable with. I believe it all. And I'm not going to let anybody shape the way I see the world. I see it through the Bible. I filter it through the Word. And part of the Bible tells us this. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's what I want to happen. Y'all look at me now. I want so much for this church to continue and become even more so a New Testament church in these days that we're living in. What are you trying to say, Apostle? I'm trying to say, if it happens in the Bible, I want it to happen here. If there's healing in the Bible, I want healing to happen here. Come on somebody. I'm looking for the day when they bring people who've been bound in wheelchairs for decades and we speak the name of Jesus and his healing power and they jump up and run all over this building. Come on, we've had people come out of wheelchairs in the past. We've had stage four cancer dry up many times in this house. We've had broken lives put back together. We've had lupus healed. We've had people delivered. We've had, we have had a woman years ago sitting on the front row, died on the front row in an early service and was laid out there and was dead for so long, probably 20 minutes or more. And we had two doctors, two physicians that were around her along with nurses and finally my own personal physician looked at me and just went, it's, it, it's not happening. But we would not give up. We declared that she was coming back to life and I'm telling you something happened as we began to sing this song. God is fighting for us, pushing back to darkness. Come on. What well, was rising up the kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus? Enemies defeated. That's what we were singing. And all of a sudden, the doctor was shocked and she put her head on her chest and the woman's heart started beating. I knew that she was all right because when she went out, she adjusted her wig. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to tell you that if it happens in the Bible, I want it to happen here. If God did it in the New Testament, He can do it right here today. And if He filled people with the Holy Spirit, I want him to fill them here. If we see, if he saw miracles, signs, and wonders, I want it happening right here in this room. If it ain't in the Bible, I don't want it. But if it is in the Bible, I don't want to do without it. So here's what you got to know. Some of y'all who are so deep don't believe in tongues. You're so deep. You got 13 of the nine gifts. You just made up a few. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Tongues you have to believe are scriptural. You got to get past being uncomfortable and truly believe, precious, that tongues are scriptural. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So if somebody's tripping out because you're praying the Holy Ghost, just say, it's okay. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Hallelujah. (laughs) For no one understands him. However, somebody say, however. (laughs) It's a great conjunction there. It says, however, in the spirit, you ready for this? He speaks mysteries. Somebody say mysteries. Now let's just understand the word mysteries. We're just learning today. Mysteries means hidden things, secret things, things not obvious to natural understanding, mysteries. So when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you are in the Spirit speaking mysteries as the Spirit of God prays through you, hidden things secret things, not obvious to natural understanding. So when you pray in the spirit, the hidden things, hidden doors start opening, doors that you didn't even know were available to you. But because you knew to pray in the Holy Spirit, Hidden doors start opening. Hidden opportunities start manifesting. You couldn't have you couldn't have experienced it any other way. But something about you praying in the Holy Ghost caused those hidden opportunities to begin to manifest. I declare that we're gonna walk so much in the power of the Holy Ghost that as we pray in the Spirit, hidden doors are gonna open. Come on, hidden opportunities are gonna manifest. How about this, mysteries, hidden things. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, hidden attacks are overcome things you didn't even know were coming against you as you pray in the Holy Ghost no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper as you pray in the Holy Ghost it is spiritual warfare hidden issues are dealt with come on now issues with your children issues in your marriage the devil thought he would have your marriage because he had set something up but uh, before you even got into the place where you could have had that problem somebody had prayed in the Holy Ghost for you or you prayed for yourself and though that issue was dealt with. Hidden problems are solved. Stuff you don't even know nothing about. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, honey, it deals with it. Glory to God. How many of you are glad that mysteries are taken care of when you pray in the Spirit? If you believe it, give God a praise in here right now. I believe it. And here's what you gotta know, precious. Things that are a mystery to you and me are as plain as day to the Holy Spirit. And he prays through us. You say, well, apostle, what are you trying to teach me? I'm trying to teach you the B-I-B-L-E. I'm trying to teach you the Bible, and according to the Bible, this power is available. Now, the Bible is crystal clear about tongues, and, and it says that tongues that we pray in on a personal level, these are unknown tongues. First Corinthians fourteen fourteen. for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful now now people will read that and say you see apostle I told you there's no need to pray in the Holy Spirit but what's it for because my understanding is unfruitful I want you to get this in your spirit this is not Paul making a slight against praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in tongues it's just stating the fact that this is something supernatural that when you pray in the Spirit, it is a heavenly language. It is something that comes from another world. You are not the source of this. A denomination is not the source of this. Your good works are not the source of this. It is a heavenly language. And he gets inside of you and he is constantly right then and right there. Some of y'all say, well, Apostle, I see you speak in tongues anytime. I see you just pray in the Holy Ghost. You'll be right up there and, and you'll just pray in the Holy Spirit, you'll even answer the phone. Some of y'all were here last week and pray in the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because listen, you, you, you say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, Apostle, I just, I can't pray in tongues. I have to be in the, I have to be in the right moment. Got to hear the right songs. It's got to be 72 degrees. Come on. I got to be wearing the right shoes. Hello, somebody. It's just got to be perfect. And then when the atmosphere is just perfect, I can pray in tongues. I have to have him come on me. Let me tell you something. When you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, he came on you a long time ago. Uh, Listen, you say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, Apostle, how can you pray in tongues? You need to wait for him to come on you. I don't have to wait for him to come on me because when he came on me, he got in me. And he's been in me ever since, and he never leaves me. So all I have to do is open up my mind. I can pray in tongues in an airplane. I can pray in tongues in the car. I can pray in tongues and have done it at Target. Come on, somebody. Because I've seen some men go to Target and I don't know if they ever got out. Come on, can I get a witness? How many of you are glad that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, it can happen anytime and anywhere? It is a heavenly language and it's inside of you. Y'all, y'all aren't ready for this. It's kind of like you got, you got the cell phone in your belly. out of your belly shall flow forth rivers of living water. You got direct connect. Come on now, it's right in your belly. Somebody say, ring, ring. Come on, it's in your belly. Aren't you glad that when the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you, man, you have a direct connect to God. Hello, I'm so glad that when we call on the name of the Lord, that we don't reach heaven. And all of a sudden you, would, you get a, 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 a message that says, hello, you've reached heaven. To speak to Jesus, press one. To speak to the Holy Ghost, press two. To speak to God the Father, press three. Er, you've reached the Holy Ghost. I'm unavailable right now. But if you'll call back later, you come on somebody. I'm glad that there now is a direct connect in my belly. And I'm telling you, I want to pray in the Holy Ghost because I know that when I do, hmm, I said this last week, I believe it's secret code. I believe not only is it mysteries to us, it's mysteries to the devil. I believe that when you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, it does critical damage to the kingdom of darkness and to the plans of the enemy. And the moment you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, if the devil has fingernails, he scratches his head and he says, I don't know what they're saying. I only know this every time they pray in the Holy Spirit. I thought I had their daughter. I thought I had their marriage. I thought I had their money. I thought I had their joy. I thought I had their peace. I thought I had their breakthrough. I thought I had them right where I wanted them. I thought I would steal revival. I thought I would have a generation. I thought I would take Calvary. I thought I would take the ministry. I thought I would win in COVID. I thought these last two years would be the decimation and destruction of the church in the earth. But the devil didn't know that there were those who had a direct connect in their belly and they could pray in the Holy Ghost and hey, 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 There's been so many times that I haven't even known what to do. Things we've navigated over the last few years. I believe when I prayed in the Holy Spirit, God gave us wisdom and breakthrough. See, praise God. Somebody praise God with me for that. I'm thankful today. Paul did say, however precious, I love you so much, and this is why I want you to get this. Paul did say, when I pray in the Spirit, my understanding is unfruitful. Now, now make no mistake about it, I'm I'm a huge proponent of praying in the Holy Spirit. If you know me, you know that by now. But I don't only pray in the Spirit. I don't pray exclusively in the Spirit. Some people believe that you should only pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't believe that. And I don't believe that. And here's why. Because Paul, how many of you know the Bible is the final instruction? Paul said this, Paul gave clear instructions by using his own self as an example. He said, what is the conclusion then? He said, I will pray chapter 14 verse 15 of first Corinthians. He said, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing in the Spirit, I taught you that last week, and I will sing with the understanding. Paul is building a scriptural case here for praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, I do both. He said, I'm balanced. I pray with the Spirit and I pray with understanding. I sing in the Spirit and I sing with understanding. See, we gotta do both. Pray what you know and then let the Holy Spirit pray through you what you don't know. Do what you can with what you've got and then let the Holy Spirit do what you cannot do with what you do not have in your own strength. And here's what you have to do. I want you to pray in English so when the things manifest that you're praying about, you'll know to give God glory. And here's what I need to tell you, that in 2022, God is not answering vague prayers. Oh, come on now. I don't believe God gets any glory by answering a vague half prayed prayer. Well, and then when you finally see that breakthrough after you prayed that vague prayer, you say, well, maybe God did it and maybe God didn't. Maybe it was just a change in the environment. Maybe it was just no, maybe it was this. No, you don't need to pray in a way where you're wondering if God did it or not. God said, this is the time in English for you to pray big, Bold, powerful, supernatural prayers. Come on now. Pray so specifically. Don't pray vaguely, but pray so specifically, not vaguely, so that when the answer comes, you will give God the glory. Uh, I only wanna hear from the people if, if he ever answered a prayer in your life. I dare you to give him praise right now. Oh, yes there's a lot he's done for you that you don't know anything about but I'm just looking across this room I'm looking in your house today in the spirit and I wonder if there's anybody here today that you can say I remember when I prayed about it I remember when I gave it to God I remember when I trusted the Lord and I remember when he brought the answer if he's ever brought you an answer and you know it was him don't wait to praise him. Don't praise him tomorrow. Don't praise him next week. If he has answered any prayer and you know that it was him, you ought to clap your hands and give him praise. Yes, sir. So I want you, precious, in this season to pray specifically, not vaguely. Now, now what we don't want to do Is undervalue the Holy Spirit in any way. God, now this is deep. You ready to go deep? But I want to go real deep. How many of you understand that God is one but yet he is triune? What does that mean? It means this one God has eternally revealed himself in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's deep, y'all. That means that this one God has always been Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How many of you know Jesus was not created? He didn't have a beginning and he won't have an end. And what you've got to comprehend and understand today is this, that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is not a junior member of the Trinity. He's not just a junior member of the Trinity. The Jehovah witness says, oh, he's just a force. No, he is every bit as much God as God himself. You say, well, he's just a third of God. No, he's 100% God. Jesus is 100% God. And the whole, and God the Father is 100% God. He is not a junior member. He is not a third string player. He is God Himself deep down inside of you. And that is power, baby, that you cannot even hardly comprehend. He's not less than in any way. And He prays through you. And here's here's what's really gonna blow your mind. How many of you know it's not the Father, Son and the Holy Bible? Y'all ain't saying nothing. I said it's not the Father, Son and the Holy Bible. It's the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. There's something that happens when you pray in the Spirit. I believe you need to read your Bible. I believe you need to be in the Word, but there's something about praying in the Holy Spirit that does something for you nothing else can do. Reading the Word is great, but that ain't all of it. I'm telling you, I'm not undervaluing the Bible today, but I want you to understand you need to get the fullness of God. And some of y'all say, well, the Spirit doesn't move anymore. That's what I learned in my church there's no more miracles, there's no more wonders, there's no more signs, the Spirit doesn't move anymore. Can I tell you something, we're going a little bit deep, but the Spirit did not cease to move when Scripture was canonized in 393. That means when they finally put our Bible together in 393 AD, that, 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 script, that, that the Holy Spirit did not stop moving in the earth today he still moves, he still manifests. He has nine gifts and nine fruits and he still pours his spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters still prophesy. There is still power in the Holy Ghost. I need somebody who's glad that the spirit of God still moves. Some of y'all say, well, there was no expression of the Holy Spirit in the earth after the after the early church. How do you know? I happen to believe that all throughout history somewhere on the planet, somebody has kept the river rolling. Somebody has kept the fire burning. Somebody has prayed in the Holy Ghost. And 393 did not mark the day because we got the Bible that all this was over. It represented now we're gonna walk in fullness because now we've got the power of the word behind the outpouring of the the Holy Spirit <laughs> I'm trying not to get excited and just teach this thing he still moves still manifests he'll, he'll, he'll still turn your world right side up now here's what Paul said Paul said I pray with the Spirit what does that mean precious that means I pray in cooperation The Spirit, you know, why a lot of churches aren't having revival, they stop cooperating with the Holy Spirit. You know, why we've lost a lot of power in many churches because they don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit anymore. They say, I'm gonna cooperate with the Holy Ghost if I have to offend you. What does cooperate mean? Co-operate. That means we're operating together. You you operate right along with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, the Bible says that they spoke with tongues, but the Spirit gave the utterance. In other words, there would have been no outpouring of the Holy Ghost with the manifestation of tongues, lest the Spirit gave the utterance. Now, it amazes me how many churches and religions are negative against the manifestation of tongues they're not my enemies we love them we pray for them and I'm telling you this they're going to get to heaven because in order to go to heaven you don't have to speak in tongues but you do have to be washed in the blood somebody shout amen because the the, the outpouring at Pentecost was not about redemption it was about empowerment Mm. Redemption happened at the cross. But there are so many now that are negative against manifestations of the spirit and manifestations of tongues. They say, it's not necessary, Pastor Rayleigh. You need to understand that I'm deep, profound. I have my PhD. Uh, I understand things maybe in a more clear way than you understand it. I'm homiletically, hermeneutically, exegetically, theologically, and theoretically correct. And if you would just listen to me, you could learn something because this doesn't happen. anymore haven't you read first corinthians chapter 13. uh and i look at him and say well you go ahead and take it out of context and read it to me y'all ain't saying nothing how many of you know you can make the bible say anything you wanted to say if you take it out of context and ma- uh, so you, you just say, yeah go ahead and take it out of context and read it to me you know the bible says uh, uh, apostle rayleigh and besides that i don't believe that there are apostles so i'm just going to call you jim <laughs> Oh, I think I hit a nerve just then. They're uh, 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 just, just not for today, Pastor, because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that, that, that tongues shall cease. And so we are living in the time now when tongues have ceased. Uh, just study your Bible. I'm sure you're a good man and you'll understand it. But yet I read. When I read the Bible, I like to read it all, not just the parts I like you want to know what God's saying to you go look back at every one of the scriptures that you didn't underline come on somebody 1 Corinthians 13 8 says love never fails but whether there are prophecies they will fail and whether there are tongues they will cease. And whether, their knowledge, whether, whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but. Somebody say but. But when that which is perfect is come. See, here's the reality. People say, well, you know, the Bible says right then and there that tongues will cease. But it also says prophecies will cease. But it also says that knowledge will cease. Here's the question. Has knowledge ceased? Absolutely not. We gotta have knowledge if we're going to make it if we're going to be able to survive knowledge has not ceased of course not but it will after that which is perfect is come and you say well I believe that which was perfect was the canonization of scripture in 393 AD was I hate to say it but you're wrong because that which is perfect is come is going to be Jesus himself it's going to be the manifestation of the Lord in the crowds because when he takes the church away and And when that happens, knowledge will cease because we don't know everything. Prophecies will cease because we won't need it. And tongues will no longer be necessary because we're not going to be connected from here to heaven. But we're going to be in the presence of Jehovah. And I'm telling you, hey, 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 hey. That hasn't happened yet. You say, so what are you going to do till it does happen? I'm going to pray in the spirit with authority and power. I love y'all. And I want you to walk in this power. There's so many, I've been to places to preach before and you know, they give me 20, 20 something minutes to preach and then they say, okay, now when this is over, no tongues on this, if they're spirit-filled churches and they don't allow any manifestation of that in, it, in their church, how many of y'all glad that at Calvary we're okay with it? because you know what the Bible says, do not forbid to speak in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, 30. We do it because the Bible says to do it. Have you ever been in a church where more people are saved than at Calvary? I'm just asking you, I never have. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen in all my travel, and I say this to give God glory, but when we throw the net out, it is amazing to watch people flood in and give their hearts to Jesus. How many of you love that at your church? It's, it's supernatural. And, and here's the reality. I've watched pastors freeze out the Holy Spirit and freeze out the move of God. And they want no manifestation of tongues in the room. But yet, Paul said, in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, therefore tongues... Are a sign, therefore, a sign not to those who believe. Maybe that was just telling you, you need to dance a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why this happened. Let's just take a praise break and give God a shout right now. (laughs) Uh. All right, y'all sit down, I'm going to finish. How many of y'all know either God was greatly glorified or the devil's really mad? Either way, I'm cool with it. I'm all right with it. Therefore, tongues are for a sign not to those who believe but to the unbelievers. Do you know why I believe God moves like he moves at Calvary because we have opened the door to the power of the holy ghost and we speak in tongues and we allow him to move it said it's a sign it's a mark it's an indication that's what it means signs in the greek means that you are marked and i want to tell you this house is marked everything about this house is marked hallelujah it's an indication that something is big in the room bigger than i am okay i'm getting ready to land this plane number three receiving this Holy Spirit update will require you to see that there are benefits to being filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians fourteen, four: he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. You say, well, well apostle, I, I need to understand that because uh, it, it seems like he is devaluing speaking in tongues because you just edify yourself. But i need to get grammatical here real quick in closing because people have used this to make out like tongues is not important but the word but there is a conjunction he says but he who prophesies edifies the church it actually appears 2700 times in the bible and most of the times it's translated and or as well as so he who speaks in tongues it would have been better translated edifies himself as well as he who prophesies edifies the church Edifies when you pray in tongues. It means this: you build up like you're building a house, a building. It means to restore, to repair, to grow. Hallelujah! You overcome attacks of the enemy. We're living in a time when fear and angst and worry and doubt and depression and anxiety and habits and addictions are trying to overcome us. Negative and hurtful feelings and emotions eat away at us. Feelings like I'll never be good enough. I'll never be pretty enough. I'll never be. I'll never be a Fluent enough, frustrating times that will chop away at your life. You don't think you're good enough physically. But then, but then, in the inner man, even though you struggle, even though you're dealing with trying to build up your emotional self, and sometimes you feel broken down, when you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, in that moment you are edified, you are built up, you are repaired. I want to close with this and you can just play and nobody leave yet, don't jump offline because the best part is right now uh we we've had some issues we had who was it hurricane what was that hurricane that messed us up so bad that that heifer Irma come on y'all blew through, tore my house up it was bad, and uh, really dealt with some issues that messed my windows up and uh, so we had a window company come in I'm gonna say who they are but they didn't help us at all they put windows in and those windows leaked like a sieve it was a mess and so we have a if you need windows it's called Abaco windows a company owns it here in our church they are phenomenal people they came and fixed my windows They took those windows out that were leaking like a sieve and they found out that all around where they had put those windows, they didn't even drive it into the wood. They didn't even put the screws into the wood. There was a lot of that wood that was rotten. All of it had to be replaced. But by the time they finished, nothing leaked. It was just all put together. Because they dealt with stuff If you looked at it on the outside, it looked good. But the problem was inside. So the Holy Ghost said, I'm going to get inside of you. And even when you look good, but you know that when you get by yourself, you're weeping and worrying. There's something about praying in the Holy Spirit that puts a broken world back together. Something about praying in the Holy Ghost, man. I prayed in the Holy Ghost, and don't I've just felt lots of hope. I've prayed in the Spirit. I think more the last two years than ever. So the Holy Spirit is beneficial for repair, but watch this; it's also crucial for warfare. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to land this thing. One of the greatest scriptures about spiritual warfare. If you haven't read my book Hell Spells, you ought to get it. It's a powerful book. It really is. I'm not saying it cuz I wrote it, but it's all about spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6:10 gives a great description and teaching about putting on the whole spiritual armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of weakness, wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore take up the how much whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand 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 therefore having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and we stop right there And that's where we stop. But the very next verse says this, right after this semicolon. Semicolon means it's a pause, there's more coming. The 18th verse said, praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. He said, you really can't put on the whole armor of God without praying in the Spirit. Oh, you say, well, it's a little bit strange. I want to tell you this. This heavenly update is not weird. On the contrary, being filled with the Holy Spirit is wonderful. I'm telling you, it is the greatest thing. So if you still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost, I want you to stand across this room and give God a mighty praise in here right now. Give God a praise, hallelujah. Come on, if you want everything the New Testament says you can have, Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise. So, so this is an update. Everybody standing. Nobody leave. If you leave right now, you might get hit with a water balloon. Come on. So how many of you ever got updates on your phone? Wave at me. Okay, here's what they tell you. If you want to receive this update, your phone has to be connected. Right? If it's unplugged, you can't get it. So make sure it's plugged in. How many of you want to be more plugged into the source than you've ever been? Okay. This update affects your personal settings. That that I know people who speak in tongues, but they got two six packs in the car. Come on, and they acting crazy and. Uh, I, I hit a nerve there. I'm sorry. Um, know that. This update, I've been told when I look on my phone, it will deal with the bugs and anything that stops you from operating at the optimum that this phone is supposed to operate. And here's what I read about an update a while back. (laughs) It said this update is going to increase your battery life and you're going to have more power. How many of you want your battery life increased and you want more power? John, just come out here. Let's spend this last couple minutes. Just slip up your hands if you want to receive everything that I've been teaching today. Go ahead, son, and just sing. Hallelujah.
0: Holy Spirit. Come on, this place and feel the eyes of Him. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence.
1: Come on, believers. something can you give God praise for his word I I don't know that there's a more important Sunday than next Sunday I'm going to be teaching on Pentecost and we're going to see hundreds of people baptized in the Holy Ghost but I want to tell you that it's going to be powerful and I want you to bring people even if they've never been in a service like this At at the upper room, man, when they spilled out into the street, thousands were filled with the Holy Ghost. They didn't even know Jesus till that moment. But here's what I declare. I declare that this week, you're going to walk in the power of the Spirit. I declare that if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, but by the time you come next week, you will be so ready and he will overwhelm you and you will be filled. But this week, I declare that as you pray in the spirit, as you pray with your understanding, breakthroughs will manifest all around you. God, thank you that Acts 28 wasn't the last chapter of the church, there's a 29th chapter and we're living it here, right here at Calvary. We give you praise. If you receive the word, one, two, three, give God the praise. If you're coming back, give him even more praise. I love you so much, I'll see you next Sunday. If you're visiting with me,
0: I haven't met you. Stop in the back, let me hug your neck and shake your hand.
1: St. Pastor John.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at CalvaryFL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.